Okay, uh, we're going to get started with a quick little tune. Uh, if I can find the recording, make sure it's recording. Hold on. Uh, here we go. Is it recording? Yes, it is. Okay, good. This is a fun little song. Welcome, everybody. It's great to see uh, so many familiar names here. A lot of my friends, a lot of people that I'm in contact with. It's just great to see you guys, uh, clients, students, and just friends. I love it. Um, we're, we have a very special show tonight. This is, I think this is the first podcast where I've actually had a guest. <laughs> I'm usually hogging it all up for myself. <laughs> So I want to I want to introduce Alea by just telling you a little bit about how I met her. Um, this was I don't know. It's been like eight years ago, I think, maybe longer. I, I don't remember. I'm not good at dates like that. But I remember thinking, I was thinking, I was reading spiritual books, and I thought I really want, I really want a, a spiritual teacher that I can talk to, that I can actually sit down with and have a conversation and ask questions and and kind of get real with and joseph my best friend had been telling me about alea you know and I, but i somehow never put that together like i could go see her so it, it all clicked at that moment and i realized oh this might be the person that i could that i could have uh, work with in my spiritual life and so I went to a satsang and I was, I'm very skeptical of spiritual people. Uh, I just think they're all of it. Most of them are a bunch of fakes, you know? So I was like, just checking her out. I was checking you out, Alea. Like, you know, is this, is she for real? And after just a few minutes, I realized there's no one there. <laughs> like there, there was no, I could just tell that she had no, ego like maybe she have maybe i don't know I, you know i couldn't detect any like ego there and i realized this was like the right person and and i i, I started going to satsangs and then later i started to go see her i was able to go see her in person and spend an hour and a half two hours talking with her and it it absolutely changed the course of my life the time that i had that i've spent with leah and and her teachings and just being with her 
because if you just sit with her, you know, you, I don't know if it's going to transmit through Zoom or not, but who knows? But just sitting with Alea, you there's an expression in in the that if you're if you're if there's a log is burning bright, I think Eckhart Tolle wrote this. If a log is burning bright and you put another log next to it, it's going to catch on fire too. So you know, just being around Alea had a profound impact on my life. And she provided guidance for me for at least four years. I, I don't even remember. I mean, for a while there, I was seeing you every week, uh, almost every week for a long time. And then Lena uh, came into the picture and then we came together. It was just beautiful. So Alea lives here in Asheville and she holds satsangs on Zoom every couple of weeks. Um, she has retreats, which are held usually at a place up in Tennessee, not far from here. And um, I'll give you her, we'll give you her contact information a little bit later. Um, but um, so with that introduction, welcome Leah to this uh, podcast and, and to, to my listeners and viewers. Thank you for being here. Thank you for having me. <laughs> it's, um, so I have some questions prepared, but you, I want you to feel free to talk about whatever you feel like. Um, I mean, if you would like, you could even do a meditation uh, like you normally do at satsang. Mm -hmm. So what, what feels good to you? Um, I mean, I'm always up for a few minutes of sitting quietly to, to um, yeah, rest and relax and bring um, the body and mind and, and just come this movement towards attention to presence in the moment, just as it is. So we could like closing our eyes and I can say a few things about, you know, here. Sure, go ahead. Yeah. It's so. <laughs> perfect. <laughs> right. So Everybody's had what, you know, activities during the day. And there's, you know, talking, thinking, movement, actions. You're perceiving them good, bad, higher, lower, right, wrong. Um, when I start the meeting in satsang, um, what we're we're pointing to and speaking um, with our energy that's simply here and arising, right? Because we're we're always in this projection of past, present, and future. But if we really, really feel into that there's only actually this here, this moment, what's arising, right? And that energy gets transformed right into words and thoughts but right here right now we're going to move an action we're going to move this sitting in the chair simply this noticing right just your body feeling you know maybe you're scratching your ear or you're the energy arises and your head is turning, right? Or you're, there's energy and then there's yawning. 
right? And there's this 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 initial noticing, right? And then there is the arising. And then there's this relaxing, resting, feeling your, your pants, the texture of your fabric, your clothes, and your tummy's growling. You feel the pressure of your bottom on the chair. You're hearing sounds around you. Right, like whatever it is that's the mind's noticing energy is arising, but very simple, not complicated, like our big conversations and all of our, our wanting and needing and helping, all of that, we're simplifying into this moment, resting, relaxing, just putting everything, you know, putting all the weight down, all the things, all the extra, Right, just, just allowing the sacredness of our, our natural ability to align with this simple moment. And if your mind goes, welcome. Like whatever things rise like welcome. It's not to, not to deny just the root that we are, the tree that we are, rooted, grounded, prior, prior. Rest, relax. Breath. Soft, gentle. Things start up so quickly. Deep drink. Here. Welcome.
I have most people, I have everybody leave their video off except for us uh, usually. So it's different than your normal satsangs where everybody's pictures on the thing there. But I think if if we get to the sharing part, I think it'd be fine if you guys turn your video on to talk to her when we get to the second half of the show. Uh, so, well, thank you. That was that was beautiful. Thank you. <laughs> so I thought I would. Um, I had a couple things prepared, and we'll just kind of go into it and see what happens if it's okay. Sure. Yeah. So one uh, thing. Like you, you, you talk about grace a lot, at least you used to, but it has a different connotation uh, when you use the word, the term grace. Like one of the expressions you have is grace comes for everything. Mm -hmm. So maybe you can explain that, explain grace and explain that, that particular expression about grace coming for everything. Yeah, so grace comes for everything. Initially, I may come from this from this first, that it's very it's very hard to stay separate from our nature. And it's not our natural functioning to be separate. Um, there is a lot of and inquiry when we're opening to what functions that create separation, that there's always a reorientation to what it is that remains, that's still unmet, untouched, unconscious, unloved, right? That we still are hiding, right? That we're still not bringing into the light, really. Like when I say light is in you know, with tenderness, humbleness, gentleness, like the weight of the hiding, right? Or the weight of our belief systems, the weight of, of um, all that we carry that we may fundamentally, when we look into, we find that reality is not inside of them. That that's really not where they're like constructs or beliefs or things that we've been told or we've been conditioned into from our families or cultures, you know, this part of the world to that part of the world. You know, our fundamental nature is like, what is here that is constant, that does not come and go in a world where everything is changing, right? All the time. What changes is not actual reality, right? It doesn't mean that it's to be denied or turned away from, but it's not our not fundamental nature. So in this like opening to what arises here, like what what is what is creating this movement away from the moment, reality, just as it is. It's this unique thing that humans can do, right? That can it we can say no to what's going on. And we're, we can have very complicated myriad layered. It's amazing what our brains can do. Amazing what we can hold in our pain body. But as we open, what remains comes for us. It's not, 
when grace well no tell me the saying that i said again <laughs> so you know what like de the definition of grace as the way you're using it that's number one and number two is grace comes for everything and what does that mean yeah. after you after we know what grace is because you're using grace the word grace in a way that i i was never i never heard it used that way before i think it's a cool way to use it but i had never heard that association with grace before well what is, can i love to turn questions around instead sure. of so okay. for you what's your can you tell me the flavor well to me grace was like it's like God's benevolence to us as, you know, humans on, on the planet. It's like the benevolence of a higher power that is, um, yeah, I mean, that's the best, that's the best words I could use. Like yeah, the song, so, Amazing Grace. Yeah, yeah. So, <laughs> so the way I would lean into that is that um, when grace comes for everything, it is really that we are taken care of right so what what it is that remains you know that is unmet untouched unloved unconscious right it just will there's no missed opportunities right so that's so the, grace and, that, uh, and that's love right that's the that is the the go ahead what are you gonna say so I was going to say, well, so we have these parts, we have these things where we react to things in a negative way because we, we, it's a condition of response mm -hmm. and we think that we're unloved or that, that we're on, we're not taken care of. And so we have this reaction. And so grace is, wants us to know that that's not true. And that reality is that we are loved in all ways. So does that does that kind of fit? Yeah, yeah, and that's and that's like the actual way that's like being felt, right? Is so it's like the no missed opportunities that our nature really isn't interested in maintaining separation, but that's not the ego that's making that decision. That's grace, and you could also say grace. I would say is our is our very nature, right? Because we say we're all one, you know. But this is what we're talking about. But the one is even that's too much right we're even prior to that right so this the grace you know in separation we may feel it's something outside of ourselves but what you know i i like i like to point to what's so you know feel so alive to speak to is that grace must live here and it must live out here right so it's like what what we that it's that whole flip one side of the coin to the other but it's really just one coin what we see is trouble or problem or whatever it's like the the grace part is like what is it that's being felt here right we're gonna without that we're gonna be automatically in our conditioned response that we do over and over cyclically without questioning or inquiring but when we're drawn into like that these this suffering from it right like we've tried everything and we see that it doesn't change or we've improved a little bit but the suffering is still right like that sort of grace too and that fertile ground that's created that oh, that's this potential of this this opening this humbleness this bowing this um 
stopping and, you know, checking it out or being available for what's here in the moment. That's because everything that's happening outside of you, we're pointing outside of ourselves, but we're, and we're focusing outside of ourselves, but fundamentally where, where is all of this activity coming from? It's happening inside of us, right? We're having an experience inside of us. So this is, this also is a problem, but the, in separation, but it's also grace, right? It's like grace is coming for you. And this, this way, right, of like fundamentally moving closer and closer in, which you have to like become present with that, right? You, you have to like remain separate from it if you aren't. But if you start to become very close to what's what's going on inside of you, you know, this grace is also, is that nothing will be left out. It will continue coming back for us. And when we are able to be humble and, and open, then this, do you kind of get the sense of what I'm saying? This kind of direction? Yeah, yes, it's beautiful. Um, I want to just share with you that so I don't remember the words that were spoken about this early on when I first started seeing you, but I got this impression that grace is like, is what's in operation when something really hard and difficult shows up in our life. I think you might've said something like, cause I, maybe I relayed a story about how hard something was and you said, Oh, that's grace, Robert. <laughs> you know, and I'm thinking grace. <laughs> yeah. And so a lot of times you'll hear, sometimes they'll say that's good news. Right. Like, oh, this is, uh, and I'm like, that's really good news, right? Because you know, it's that other side of the coin, right? This is this is something that's automatically closed down to, projected out, you know, sent into conditioning, or there's something different that's going on here, right? Where there is, it's been perfectly created. And it will be perfectly created over and over again to bring you right back to the same suffering, the same flavor. And it might be a different person. It might be with a different name or a different situation, but it'll bring you back to that same suffering. And how, I mean, this, the, from separation, that sounds like hell, but from like, if we're, if our, our desire and everything we're doing the separation is like grasping things outside of ourselves, trying to hold it and keep it as it all comes and goes. You know, this is the portal, really, the pathway to the the getting off of that way of functioning and really seeing that what is actually happening is this calling to feel and open to what's really going on. And that's where the great untying really happens, right? That's like where, where, where when we're actually, our heart comes online, our unguarded heart instead of guarded, and where, you know, our, all this energy that we're holding separate. Can you, I mean, it's so, so much, it's so. So it's really interesting because the thing and the experiences that we tend to resist in it and want to run away from the most yeah. from the point of view of grace are the most beneficial, blessed moments of our life. 
Is that yeah. about right? Is that about right? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. They're portals home, right? And portals home. That's we, beautiful. Right. Because you you can tell if you guys check in, it's like it's you just take off. We'll just and you know, and then you become just whatever that is, that rage or that jealousy. Like you can't even have your name or know who you are in those moments. They come and go and you're just writing it. It's like, but if you felt it, that invitation, or if you allowed it, it's not like you feeling it. It's just an allowing of what's here without somebody actually doing it. It's simpler, much, much simpler. Just can this be okay? Can, or, you know, in the beginnings, I'll say that, or can this just, it's even before the welcome because a welcome can be very prickly for people and hard, but just like, just, just stop and see, can this energy just be here? And there's nothing that you do. There's a reorientation that's very natural and organic that, that our nature and our direct wisdom just, our living wisdom just functions in this way and it doesn't have the weight on it that just you know allows what's here it doesn't mean that it will and it will keep destroying any kind of shoulds that you have about what it should look like or how it should be or that I'm going to do this and get something back like I'm you know and and separation is constantly I'm going to give you something, but I have an interest in return investment, right? That's duality, right? This give and receive. But grace in our true nature or or what's arising here um, is unconditional. It's without condition. And it's indirect. It's not even contact. It's just our natural being, our natural functioning of the form just is an open to you know true nature right and that is that is without interest in return investment and then when we give that's how we become that sacred unconditional expression and form right it's only through fine you know opening up to what's conditioned so that that can untie and heal and our nature comes online that is unconditional without the navigator and the manager and all of those those kind of movements and I know this um yeah so yeah you know I I noticed that um you know I I know that as a mental sort of you know I ha I know that's true from a as I just understand that that that's true mentally, but when I'm in the throes of an emotional reaction, and I feel like you know everything is bad in that moment, it's 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 like it's it's hard to bring up something that about that that could get me through it. Somehow I get through it, and then I see the truth. But in those moments, I feel like I'm stuck right back where I was, you know, with, with something that's recurred over and over again. But it doesn't last as long, I notice, you know. Yeah, yeah. I could say that's the same experience here, right? And so same, same. And it does, you know, that over a parent time, right, that 
being there is only this moment um that you know sometimes you hear me say it's like and and this kind of opening it's it's like that sense there's just some cracks are being made right like in our separation we have goals and agendas and we try to make try to move it in the movement of pushing or trying or expecting but grace doesn't really work like that it doesn't grace isn't working and you could use you could use other words here you know it's not necessarily we're I will use different words because I do feel like you have to move out of, you know, a particular word because it, it could create its own boundaries. Right. And there's, I'm really all about like breaking those boundaries up as much as possible with their brain and, and the body and um, space, time, apparent form. I'm constantly just sort of um, pointing to um, what's, what's always here and prior, right? And it's always remain, the truth that remains. Um, I, I'd like to I'd like to share with the audience that uh, your birthday is September the 6th. <laughs> <laughs> and everybody here is uh, basically <laughs> uh, learning the cards and some some astrologers are here. So Alea is in our system, a five of diamonds and a queen of spades. And the five of diamonds is the one that wants to break boundaries, you know, break out of the box, break out of the routine and be free to. And that's what I love about your teachings is that like you don't have any, you don't have a structure that you, you, that you insist that people adhere to. You know, you just take, you just have them look at whatever's going on in their life and use whatever's there for their, for their growth. I, I, I love that. Uh, I think, I think that's, well, for me, that's the best way, you know, just look at what's happening in our, in your life. Yeah. I mean, I, I feel like, um, and I think even what's exciting for me is I don't, those, that kind of language isn't really what I talk about what I talk about more is that the way I, I translate that and the way it lives here is that we have everything that we need to wake up in our life, right? And that it's that that grace is rolling out the red carpet and everything, every every time that this is happening, that's where we go. And we will find it through our children, our husbands, our partners, our parents, or the situations that driving in the car, the person giving the middle finger, like it will be felt here what's resisting the moment. And so that we can dive into life to come home. We can dive into, you know, there it, it doesn't, it's not a should, but you know, we're we're all this fundamental yearning is is what i'm talking about and in separation it's it's a hungry ghost right that's that's just trying to fill 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 but really if we were to feel in what that whole action where that comes from like what it is that we're trying to fill this deep yearning this is what i'm talking about and then and then resting slowing down to because that's another question that's answered in the mind. Not that the mind can't be at service. The mind is immediately becomes at service to presence. It just 
this that's the way it naturally functions or it will it will it will respond to separation and work and function out of that no right but this yearning right is this this light it's what's alive it's what's if you feel the yearning that doesn't really come and go that's always fundamental here i mean we may have a reprieve from it and that hungry ghost when it's fed but then it doesn't last long right because then we have to have more of it so if we're willing if we're open to there's a willingness until it's not right because that's what's actually happening so it's not to deny it and really like what is it that we're truly yearning for right and these words like uncondition right openness um love right and you know we get so you know yeah <laughs> so speaking of the mind i have this brings me to another question that i wanted to pose to you um you you shared with me several times that you you uh, at one point you during your own uh journey you you started writing this affirmation out i'm guided protected let's see no i'm guided i'm sorry guided supported protected and loved is that right and you wrote it like what a thousand times or something every day over and over, and over. for like a long guided, time protected supported and loved i am guided supported protected and loved so tell us why that was important to you at that time to do that well there fundamentally i wasn't really so aware of it at the time um and it was a friend of mine a friend of mine who's passed away who really who who really gave me that mantra um and you know i i think i don't know if we were we actually used it in the same way or not ultimately but i received it and really took it to heart and what was the heart part was I was struggling with trusting the universe, right? It's that whole mantra is about trusting. And it's not about trusting another person or a situation. It was about opening up to trusting the way we're using like grace yeah. Yeah. Or, the, or, or life. And it is that like opening up to seeing what I was seeing through a veil as bad as really medicine, like not medicine that I should be getting, but what medicine that was like honestly showing up, you know, to serve my true nature that really has no interest in maintaining separation. It takes tremendous energy to remain separate. It's like a thousand pounds or um, we're just every all every belief that's that's not authentic to nature, every conditioning, every Try, you know all these things that it's not our it's not a fault it's not something that we necessarily chose you know so would you say karma. would you say would, would you say Alea, that that mantra was like sort of a um a, a healing thing for the mind would you say um yes and you know for me i'm not very much you know my past doesn't move into religions or any kind of like programming so this is maybe like one of the few places where 
I did sort of use something for a bit, but it wasn't that I used it forever, right? It was like yeah. service until, and it wasn't that it wasn't at service. It was just sort of like a mother with, you know, the loving arms. Like it was like me as an infant where I couldn't feed myself. <laughs> Perhaps I was writing it 200 times and then I started crawling and walking, but it was, the mantra would come back when, when they're, you know, when I would sit and I would feel it, it wasn't like I should be doing it. It would, it would, everything arises, right? So it would arise for me to the words come back and I might write it or say it or feel it as something else, right? Because trust was becoming more of a living expression here. Right. I've, I've used it a lot. And, and I used it when like there was something really intense going on and it, it really did help a lot. I mean, it's helped me a lot. Like you said, I think it, 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 it can help you to get to a certain point, you know, where you, yeah, where and, you and that it can help me for years. I don't, it's not a rule. Right. So right, right. Come back and because I don't know what's coming for me. I don't know how, how this goes. I don't know what's the next thing, right? So, so it, may, it may be something that returns them bowed to and because you know it's a particular flavor that came to me to be at service to deepen trust into this what's here, right? an opening like whatever that is yeah it's beautiful i i just think uh, i thought about it i thought well you know that's it. they talk about in some of the yogic texts they talk about purification of the mind and i think that that has that effect and i mean you could you could look at it that way as, yeah i mean you know, it's a it's a transformation of like it grace is not giving you giving it's not for ego it's not about appeasing ego right yeah it's the remember it's, it's, it takes so much energy to be in separation to maintain separation to moment and start trying to with psychologically you know and then resist it and hold it in, in our pain body and stuff so right Yes. So I have one more thing. Uh, and then and then what we can do is, is if some of you would like to ask Leah a question, uh, you can raise your hand, but we're going to, uh, I first have, I want to, I want to ask you about prayers, Leah. Uh, what? Prayers. Mm -hmm. You know, I, I, I've prayed pretty much my whole life, I think. I don't know who I'm praying to, but I always feel like I'm being listened to, and I feel like that, um, I don't know, you know, I, I'd like to hear what your take is on it. Um, you know, I don't necessarily, no, I do. I use the word, I ask people often, what, what is your deepest prayer? That is something, and, and usually I'll ask that when someone when they are wrestling with maybe what they want and need, but what they, 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 what they truly want and need, or, or like it, it, it's where there's a stopping and there is a actually a very true, you know, it's where everything 
aligns and there's truth and presence in speaking, right? And I think when someone, when prayer, true prayer is occurring, right? There is a very deep bow, right? There is- There's a surrender. There's a surrender and there's that, there's the humbleness. And I say humble because that's where the ego, where it's like, there's not a negotiator in there anymore. It's, and this is the, this is, this is where awakening, right? This, this over and over. So prayer, true prayer, right? Is the, the sacred fertile ground for, right? Like for reality to simply be here and to have this, this, the veils fall away to see the portal that's there, to see the invitation, to see and open to the healing, right? You know, it's, it's not the realm of like something separate outside of you that's doing something to you or giving something to you. It's like kind of this deeper home, this, this ending of the this and that that's here and there it's the collapsing right and i think it's kind of interesting that prayer always involves bowing the head yes and the head is the mind and when you're bowing your head you're saying i can't do it with my mind please help me and i surrender this craziness in my head yeah. <laughs> and then i, then I was thinking about the indian just real quick i want i, I think about in india they don't just bow. They do a whole body pranam. <laughs> you know what I mean? They're laying, their whole body's laying down on their belly with their feet, with their hands on the feet of their guru, right? It's like a the most extreme bowing of the head uh, action that he could possibly imagine. <laughs> oh, I'm, I'm with you. I, I feel that often. I'm, and, the, and my words actually come and you're describing it beautifully. And it'll be like, how... I'm at your feet, how you're my beloved, you're my very self, your suffering is my suffering, your awakening is my awakening, how, and I'm at your feet, and the feeling is, I'm at your feet, but how can I, how can I bow even further, like my hands, my head won't go down, my body won't go down, but my energy is, it does feel like that's our nature, really, and it's not a subservient, a higher, lower, it's same, same. And that's, and that's even more, it's even intimacy and the intimacy falls away, right? It's just the beloved. Mm. Yeah. It's so beautiful. Yeah. I want to let everybody know that Leah, she holds satsangs on Zoom. Let's see, I think you do a live satsang once a month and, and a Zoom satsang once a month. Is that right? Yep. We have um, in-person meetings twice a month. And uh, <clears throat> the, um, the information's on my, uh, on the website uh, and um, there's two Zoom meetings and I do intermittent. Um, two Zoom meetings a month. Violent retreats, you know, satsang. Um, yeah. At the Wellbeing Center in Tazewell, Tennessee. I'm doing something in Nashville next week, like a yoga um, satsang weekend at the Ivy House. It's going to be very special. That's great. Um, September, there'll be a silent retreat at the Wellbeing Center in Tazewell, Tennessee. So, so her, yeah. her website is okay. aleasatsang.org, you guys. Aleasatsang, S-A-T-S-A-N-G.org. 
Yeah, my youngest kid is getting off to college in the fall. So um, I'm having um, more, um, there's more um, energy and there's time to do more things. So it's, it's exciting. You're done being a mom? Never. Well, yeah, but I mean, you know, <laughs> I know what you mean. Yeah, I know what you mean. You're no, never done being but, a mom. Right? Yeah, but, but but there's changing. So it's like yeah. the energy is changing and there's um, there's not an agenda, but <laughs> there's there's definitely seems to be more more time and so with that there seems to be more um more offerings that are coming online i gotta share a quick story because it just tickles me uh i ordered a computer monitor a brand new computer monitor and it arrived in a box today you know <laughs> and my four-year-old you know i turned my back on him for like 10 minutes he's got a hammer he's getting a hammer <laughs> And he's, and he's punching holes in the box with his hammer. <laughs> oh my gosh. That's what it's like having a boy. <laughs> it's just like, I don't know what they're going to do next. Oh my God. Anyway, I'm sorry. I didn't mean to distract that. That's just on my mind. On my mind. Okay. So uh, we have, we have a little time left. If anybody would like to ask or share something with a layer or ask a question, you can raise your hand now. We're not going to have a little break. We're not going to do a song. So if you would like to, you can. If you don't, we can keep talking. It's not not an issue either way. So, does anybody would like to say something or ask a question? Oh, Michael, thank you. Oh, you're welcome. <laughs> yeah. Okay, Fiona. Yeah, I just um, had a question about um, because, like, I feel like there's there's kind of a conflict I've I've noticed in the world and maybe it happened because of COVID, but being a spiritual person and wanting to speak my mind, but I don't have a very popular opinion about it. And I feel like there's a lot of kind of inner turmoil about, you know, being brave and actually saying what I think is going on. Um, and I'm just curious about that. Is that something that I don't need to vocalize or is it something that I have to, as part of my spiritual path, do I have to be, um, you know, cause right now I feel like I'm kind of under the radar, but I feel like I'm not making a lot of deep connections with people because I've kind of quieted my stance on a lot of the agenda stuff that's happening. Um, so I'm just curious your opinion on that. If it, if it makes sense, um, or it's best to kind of take the more Zen path and not put it out there, not put my opinions, because they tend to be very strong. Okay, so I'm wondering if we could get a little deeper into your question. Mm -hmm. um, and like a little more of what fundamentally, like what your question is about, um, and a little more specific, because um you're what 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 is it that's going on inside of you with this question so it has to do with when COVID happened and the vaccines came out and I was psychically I saw that it was a experimental thing and I was kind of me and a very few small number of friends were very vocal about hey let's I think this is there's some other agenda to this and but at the same time, there was a lot of my musician friends who were very 
uh, opinionated about getting the vaccine and about promoting their um, their opinions. And it was kind of like I couldn't really be myself. I had to kind of hide myself. So, and so, all right. So let's stop here. So the be yourself, hide yourself. Okay, so that's sort of like moving more towards <clears throat> the root of your question. Uh -huh. um, so the many times I say, you know, I'm not going to answer with a heady question, right? Like tell you, you know, what I'm really interested in is you checking it out because uh -huh. it's alive for you. Instead of you just looking outside and this somebody, this other telling you, right? It doesn't, that that can be a certain kind of grokking or it could be helpful. But like when you really come check in, it's, it's this movement of inquiry, this move, this deeper way of, of, of um, being with, with what's really curious or hurting with your question. Do you see, can you kind of feel the energy? Mm -hmm. Yeah. You see what I'm saying? It's like, and I might not even be very direct the way I'm answering, but if you're with me, you'll start feeling the gravity of it. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So it's like more what is like, feel, if you were to feel in to like why you're asking the question, because mainly the reason why I do this is that we can't really know what our answer is until we have opened, right? Not just to the head and, you know, cause it's like, it's like a philosophical question in there to some degree. And there's some really deep yearning, right? Yeah. There's this kind of mixed energy is what you're speaking in. And I'm really interested in kind of like a siphoning that out to like, what, what is, what's really going on? Cause the other stuff, it straightens itself out. Like when you land in your living wisdom and your true nature, that that's really the only place where you are going to know what you need to know when you need to know it, say what you need to say when you need to say, do what you need to do when you need to do it, right? Mm -hmm. The rest of it is you're kind of making it up with like social stuff or political stuff or condition stuff. And this is not really where your living wisdom is. And it doesn't mean that it's not going to allow those things to, you know, allow that what is sort of nature takes what it needs and leaves the rest. So all of what you've learned in your conditioning that gets just taken care of, right? So it, you may be able to, you know, you know, go back into yoga or use your singing or whatever, but it becomes an expression of grace. Do you see what I'm saying? And when you yeah. see it, it becomes an expression of your true nature, which is what everyone's deepest yearning is. But we can't find that in this kind of mixed realm that we're doing. It really comes from like, what is, what's, if it's like, there's confusion, can confusion be here? Can there be tenderness with confusion? Right? Can there, can, and then we move into this openness to this it's this whole field of being that becomes available you see feel what i'm saying it's not here you can hear it the mind can hear it but it wants it it wants to i mean our nature is wants to hear the truth mm -hmm. do you feel that yeah yeah I, I definitely i think 
quieting down my mind and kind of coming back to like I it maybe this time was a chance to really see which people I could really connect with on a very deep like moral and values level that I hadn't maybe connected with people before and I kind of realized a lot of the friendships were kind of surface or just based on maybe music connections or or spiritual connections but it wasn't really a a deep dive it was more of just like a shallow dive yeah yeah there wasn't resonance or aliveness right and mm-hmm. so that that is something that's that's deeper than intimacy right it's it, it's not the searcher it's just and it and it's really not even about the people like all the all the exterior can shift and change right and it is a reflection right like you're gonna have a reflection of 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 um like if you're in denial you'll bring in what you're denying right and you'll you'll be playing and dancing with it but when you're saying this resonance thing you're kind of doing something different right there's kind of a letting go of like maybe people or situations or ideas and then there's like an alignment where your 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 world kind of shifts to like what's interesting what you're drawn to there's never and you're still going to bring in the stuff that's hurting and things like that but it's like a potentially like something that's closer or a different flavor right it's that sort of like grace comes for everything and there's no missed opportunities and everything that's left is you know, right? So, and a big part of it is the shift where we, you know, the, the people that you're drawn to your desire is really, it's all an inside job. That's, that's really the dry, that's really making that shift. Do you see what I'm saying? It's a, yeah. deep, it's a deep inside movement that the ego was way prior that yearning, right? That whole, like, what's satisfying and not satisfying this that's not an you know ego drives its energy you know we it's in the know you kind of you separate yourself from the flow right mm-hmm. and then you know when you go back in the flow people do that in music like where you just let it come through or in in um sports where people are in the zone but our nature really just functions like that all the time right? And the separation and this returning, like the, what you're describing, these are the movements where we're, we are naturally, you know, a gravitational pull to our, our fundamental orientation, right? Which is presence, present functioning, right? Opening to like, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> right? Life. <laughs> Life. Yeah, thank you. Right. Thank you, Fiona, for sharing. I, th- I think we're gonna have time for one more. Christina, are you there? Hello, Christina. She might have stepped away. Uh, sorry. Sorry, oh, there Robert. You, there you it's go. Vivek wants to ask. Okay, you you can turn your uh, camera on too if you want to. You don't have to, but you can if you want to. Uh, hello. Uh, sorry, <laughs> we, we, we can't we can't see you, so just turn your camera off. <laughs> it's too dark. It's okay, I can still feel his energy. It's fine. Okay, cool. Go ahead, Vivek. Beautiful. Uh, 
so my question is, uh, as you are sharing that, like you have kids and you do a lot of these different things, and in your own personal practice, how do you, how do you stay beyond, you know, like in the unlimited or like in the unconditioned mind state, you know, so that you can be in the flow or you are always in touch with your intuitive self and you're moving from that place rather than being in your head, but use your head when you have to. So how do you stay in that unlimited state? What practice you do or what? Maybe if you have a mantra, what mantra which goes inside you to stay there? Um, you know, I I am not, not I don't function in a way. It's um, I remain with something. It's um, that nete nete, but uh, so it's not this, not that, not this, not that. And then there is something that shifts, that's, uh, that moves and says this. So it's the mountain, right? The mountain that you're climbing. I can't get to the top. I can't get to the top and I'm going to get to the top. And then, and then there's no mountain, right? So it's like the, this is not that, this is not it. It's not the climb into the mountain. It's not the goal. It's like this recognition that that's not my true yearning. And so it's not that, not that. And there's like a deep, deep opening to that. There's a, like, it's like there's, and there's not, I have to should do it. It's our, tr our nature really, you know, we may turn from it. We may be uncomfortable, but if we're allowing everything that comes to come, right? then what happens is there's the mountain. And instead of the goal, we may sit at the mountain, there may be no movement to climb the mountain, or it may arise to climb the mountain, and we climb the mountain. But it is because this is, this is what's alive. There's no questioner anymore. Very organic, very regular. This is, this is ordinary. It's ordinary functioning not to be have our mind psychologically separate from the moment so this this deepest prayer this bowing to this deep yearning that really all of life all mantras all things are fundamentally at service to that if we are our deepest prayer is it's this falling off the cliff without knowing what's off. And our nature is actually fundamentally fine with that. I do not know what I'm going to say until I say it. I just don't know. And mm -hmm. it, just, it just happens. It's just arising. There's no like thinking about it. There's just, and this is, it, we all do it. We don't do it as, you know, when we're, when somebody's pointing us or something's happening, we're trouble, we don't. But I mean, you get up in the morning and you go to the refrigerator and you're not thinking yourself in existence every moment, you know, you go into the bathroom and right. Like all the, it's like we, our nature really, you know, there is so much presence that actually happens every day. We're, we're really speaking in like our conflict to reality. Right. And mm -hmm. so deepest prayer is realizing that conflict to reality is 
our portal home. That it really isn't in the psychological war for work uh, war that we have with it. And that we I can't convince you, but if you are tired, if you are so tired and you have tried it and picked it up and tried, and there's this, there's this, you know, ready to trust, ready to see what is fundamentally really real, right? And that I cannot, you know, I think that that is that is the that's the fire that's the sacred fire right like buddha under the bodhi tree right come for me everything come for me mm. come for me ghosts monsters um temptations everything right and it doesn't mean it has to all happen like that the way buddha did like Adi Ashanti, my friend and teacher, he says, it's most people, it's more of a gradual, gradual, not sitting there like he, like Buddha. But the same thing happens in life. Everything still comes that came for Buddha. And life shows us what's coming for us. Do you see what I'm saying? <clears throat> yeah, definitely. After, I understand it's like staying more naturally in touch with the longing, you know, the deepest yearning in that way. Yeah. Yeah. And that everything that, that is coming to be thrown in that fire, that yearning, mm -hmm. that longing, and like, what is it that you keep and say no, right. And can, and you may, you may follow it and say no, but this yearning comes back and it becomes more harder and harder to, to play the story to to say the no right over mm -hmm. apparent time like the way robert spoke like it just you know it, it can happen you know instantaneously although i that probably is not very common but more it's what i have found is that everything in life is showing me what's left and showing me where to go it's lighting the way through my suffering so my suffering no longer become is my suffering. My suffering becomes something that is that is that is sacred. That's a pathway to that place. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Even though we all would wish to have it instantaneously, <laughs> but that <laughs> one step by step. There's, there's no way out but in. Yeah, yeah. Thank you. Yes, bless. Thanks, Vivek. It's good to have you here. Good to mm -hmm. see you. Same here. Thank you, Robert. <laughs> You're welcome. <laughs> okay. Well, um, we're a little over time, and which is fine. Uh, I think we're gonna we're gonna end now. Uh, Alea, any parting words? Uh, would you like to impart to the group? Thank you all for being here tonight. By the way, it was just wonderful. So beautiful, beautiful faces, beautiful beloved. Thank <laughs> you for for um, bringing me into the sacred circle. And um, I'm at your feet. Thank you, Leah. So it's org, and you can get on her mailing list and you can find out when the satsangs and you can you can do, you can take part of the Zoom satsangs from anywhere. So, you know, and those are twice a month. So if you're not in the area. All right, everybody, have a wonderful night. We, we love you. 
And we'll see you again next time. Love you. Thank you, Leah. Love you, Robert. I love you. Mm -hmm.